God's word is simple, and its understanding brings light and fulfillment of purpose. Sit back and relax as lead pastor of New Reality Christian Center, Pastor Jide Ojo, brings you God's word with simplicity and clarity. Be blessed as you listen. I'm changed. I'm transformed by the mission of God's word. Amen. You may have your seat. Glory to God. Harry, come. Hallelujah. You know, no, come. Come this way. I, I, when I was worshipping before you came, I thought I was going to give your brother a word for you. But the Lord said you are supposed to be in this meeting, so I didn't. So I was waiting for you to come. So if you were not planning to come, alright. This is the phrase. All things work together for your good. And that's what it comes. That's what came to my heart. All things work together for your good. So follow divine instruction. Alright. If there appears to be a closed door, it's because there is someone, something very, very important opening before you. If you focus on the closed door, you will not see the door that is being opened before you. Do you understand what I'm talking yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Glory to God. Are we ready for the word? Okay. How many of you were in church on Sunday? The sure message of David. Please may have your seat. Awesome, awesome. Were you blessed? Was it simple? I said, was it simple? Are you sure? Okay. Um, what I shared on Sunday is the foundation of what I'm about to share tonight. Hallelujah. So I want to start on the subject, man in the light of salvation. I want us to look at understanding eternal salvation. Every statement in that phrase is important. Understanding is important. Eternal is important. Salvation is, is, is important. And we have been teaching on the subject of salvation for some time now. So I believe to an extent, salvation is a topic, a theme, that has been well explained and I believe should have been understood. And even if I don't have to, if I decided not, I decided not to preach this particular message, if you have been following the teachings, you will understand that salvation is eternal. Salvation is eternal. Why is he eternal? God is eternal. Created man, who is an eternal being. Man is a spirit being. Salvation is God's redemption for the human spirit. If God is eternal, providing an answer for the need of a spiritual being that is eternal, then that salvation should be eternal. Are you getting what I'm talking about here? Are you getting me now? Come on, are you getting me? Man is a spirit, you know we did that. Spirits don't die, spirits are eternal beings. Alright? Spirits are eternal beings. Some say, well, pastor, then why do we talk about spiritual death? Spiritual death does not mean your spirit ceases to exist. It means that the spirit of that man now exists in the zone of death. There is a zone called the zone of death. The Bible says in 1 John 3 and verse 14, By this we know we have crossed from life, on, from death unto life. 
Because we love the brethren. So in other words, while we were sinners, we were living in the zone of death. It is we know that we have passed from death unto life. So there is a place called death. Death is also a place. That's why Jesus could hold the key of death and hell. Are we together? Death is also a realm. If you are getting it, say hi. And the moment you're born again, you leave that realm. So a man that is said to be spiritually dead is a man living in the realm of death. The Bible says in Isaiah, I think chapter 9, verse 6, that the Bible says, they that live in the zone of death are seen that great light. They that live in the zone of death are seen that great light. So death is a zone. Death is a realm. It's a place. It's a place where you are detached from the source of life. God himself. Okay? So, the spirit of a man is an eternal being. If that eternal being is under oppression and God needs to rescue that being, God will have to give to that being a rescue that can sustain it because of the fact that that being is eternal. So, that rescue has to be eternal as well. Are you going to talking about and by the way, it's one of the things about God that when He does a thing, nothing can be hidden or taken away from it. Now, what that means is that when God does a thing, He does it perfectly. You can't improve on whatever God does. He does it so perfectly. And if salvation is the work of God, it therefore means that salvation has to be a perfect work. That means it cannot diminish. It cannot reduce. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Because that is the reality of the nature of God. If you are getting me, say hi. Okay, so let's put in line upon line scriptures upon scriptures. First of all, let me show you a scripture. First Thessalonians chapter 5. And this will bring joy to your heart. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Look at it quickly. It says, they, The people that walk in darkness have seen great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death. You see that? It says, Upon them as the light shines. Alright? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 9. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 9. I don't know when, but I know second service is coming upon us soon. For God has not appointed us unto wrath. Are you glad? God has not appointed us to appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Now that means if you have obtained salvation, wrath is not. Hallelujah! If you have obtained salvation, wrath is not. Can we look at, at that scripture in other versions? All right, NLT. Let's start with that. For God chose to save us through Jesus Christ, through, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Not to pour out his anger upon us. Glory to God. So you are no longer an object of God's anger. You are now an object of God's mercy. You are now a recipient of God's mercy. Hallelujah. Amplify. Let's see what the Amplify says. Glory to God. It says, for God has not appointed us to incur his wrath. He did not select us to condemn us. You were not chosen unto condemnation. There is therefore now 
no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. You see, that condemnation is not, it's not like to shame you. You know? That's the only side of condemnation many of us know. Condemnation in that subject, in that particular uh, phrase, is talking about judgment. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. That death is the condemnation. That that person is condemned unto, unto, unto death. That means you've done something wrong, so you go into condemnation. You've done something right, then you go into justification. So that condemnation is actually the opposite of justification. Alright, what happens to a man that is not justified in Christ? Is that he faces condemnation. That is the judgment unto death. So, now, the Bible is saying, for us who are in Christ, we have not been appointed on that judgment. Glory to God. We have been appointed unto salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Can you rejoice about that? Come on, glory to God. Say, I've been appointed unto salvation. Glory to God. Now, right is that salvation is only available in Christ. You know that. Salvation is only available in Christ. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9. KJV, please. Let's go back to KJV quickly. It says, can you make this thing bigger? Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 9. It says quickly, Who hath saved us and called us with an only calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us where in Christ Jesus before the world began. So that salvation, that grace that brought salvation is in Christ Jesus. Is in Christ Jesus. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. He says, There is no name given among men. Acts chapter 4. He says, Neither is there salvation any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men, whereby men, whereby we must be saved. So salvation is in Christ. Salvation can only be in Jesus, can only be in Christ. Say amen to that. Now it was through the suffering of Christ. That Christ was qualified to bring us salvation. He was qualified as the source of salvation through his suffering. What qualified him to bring us salvation was his suffering. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 10. Are you following me? Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 10. For it became him. Give me NLT please. Because NLT for God for whom and through whom everything was made, chose to bring many children into glory. And it was only right that he should make Jesus, through his suffering, a perfect leader, fit to bring them into their salvation. So in other words, the reason why Jesus was qualified to bring God's salvation was because of his suffering. Now, what suffering? Our suffering. The suffering he took on our behalf. The suffering he took on our behalf. He says, God, because he wanted to bring many sons unto glory, alright, it was right, it was just the right thing to do, that Jesus should suffer, and in his suffering, he is now qualified to bring us salvation. If you are getting me, say hi. Are you following what I'm talking about here? It's very important. So it was the suffering that brought salvation. It was the suffering that brought us salvation. Say after me, it was the suffering that brought us salvation. Say one more time, so the suffering of the process of salvation. Now, that suffering, that suffering is grace. 
That suffering is a point of contact with grace. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 9. Look at verse 9, the previous verse. Look at what it says. It says, um, What we do see is Jesus, who was given a position a little lower than the angels, and because he suffered death for us, he is now crowned with glory and honor. Yes, by God's grace, Jesus tasted death for everyone. He suffered death for us. And that death was his suffering. Now, it was at the point of suffering that he initiated grace that brought salvation. Why? Man has sinned. Sin came. And death came by sin. And death passed upon every man for all have sinned. Romans 5 verse 12. So every man was under the judgment of death. Now, but Jesus came and took upon him that death that we were, we were doomed to receive or to be subjected to. And because he took that death that belongs to us, now we have by grace received salvation. That means instead of death, we have received eternal life. Are you getting what I'm talking about now? He took that death so that we can take his life. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 15. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 15. Look at what it says. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 15. I'm laying foundation. Alright. If you are following, say, I'm following. Say it one more time. And that he died for all, that they which live should not enter live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. You know that what Jesus died for how many? For all. How many people did he die for? For all. Why? Death has passed upon all men. So he, by the grace of God, partook of death for all. And that was the suffering. Now, why is this very important? Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. Ye are saved by grace through faith. 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 And it's that, it's, it's, that is not of yourself. It is the gift of God. What does that mean? If it was his suffering that qualified us to receive salvation, it was his suffering that brought grace to us, it means we were saved by his suffering. We were saved by his suffering. We were not saved by good works. We were saved because he suffered on our behalf. Are you with me? We are saved by his suffering. And this suffering is not an ordinary suffering. What is the implication of this suffering? In fact, before I go on, you know the Bible calls salvation grace. Yeah, the Bible calls salvation grace. First, first Peter chapter 1 and verse 10. The Bible calls salvation grace. Look at what it says. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 10. Of which salvation the prophet has inquired and sat diligently who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. So here, salvation was used interchangeably for grace. Are we together? Alright, look at it. It says, for which salvation? The person has inquired and sat diligently who prophesied of the grace that should come to you. So in that context, the grace they're talking about is salvation. Now, if the death of Jesus brought grace, or the death of Jesus was the center of salvation, or center of grace, or in other means, in other words, it means that salvation came because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Are you following me here? What is the implication of this sacrifice? 
Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 2. Oh no, what's the definition of this suffering? Ephesians chapter 5 verse 2. Now I've jumped by saying something. But you see it now. And walk in love as Christ also had loved us and had given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet many servants. So what was the implication of his death? The implication of his death, the implication of his suffering, was that his suffering was not just a suffering. I mean, he didn't just suffer. There are people who just suffer, you know. It's, that, that suffering was a sacrifice. That suffering was a sacrifice. This is very key. <laughs> I needed to stress that point, sacrifice. That suffering was a sacrifice. See, after me, the suffering of Jesus was sacrifice for us. See, in the suffering of Jesus was sacrifice for us. Now, that is the suffering that brought us eternal salvation. So, you go to Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8 to 9. Look at what it says. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8 to 9. It says, Though he were his son, give me NLT. I want to show you what it means. NLT. Look at what NLT says. It says, Even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. Verse 9. It says, In this way, in what way? In the things he suffered, God qualified him as a high priest and he became the source of eternal salvation for all those who obey him. Now the word obey him there simply means believe in him. Are you getting me now? So the, the suffering, the death of Jesus, alright, was the reason for eternal salvation. Like I said, the death of Jesus, the suffering of Jesus, is the reason for salvation in the first place. Why is this death bring, bring about, why is it that this death brings about eternal salvation? Why is it that the salvation that this death produces is eternal? And it is not, it is not, it is, it is not, uh, it is not circumstantial. Now by the way, the word eternal is much more than time, it's a quality. It's not a quantity, it's a quality. God is an eternal God. And I was sharing with some people today, anytime you hear eternal, it means abundance. It says, the thief comes but to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I've come that you may have life, and to have it more abundantly. Now, that word life, there is a zoe, the eternal life of God, right? You see, it cannot be exhausted. Not because of quantity. It's called quality. You know, how many of you have used eternal shoe before? I, use, I like to use that word. You know, if you are talking about quantity, you can have five shoes. And one shoe, we have last five shoes. Come on. Are you, are you, and we have some shoes, and there's one particular shoe you have that has lasted some other shoes. The other one shoe is eternal, and the other one, though many, are not eternal. So, when you are talking about eternal, stop thinking about quantity. Think about quality. In other words, when you say eternal, nothing can take this out. Nothing can cancel this out. It's quality. So Jesus became the source of this salvation that is so quality, it's not a China-made salvation. Come on now. Let, let me cite an example. 
How many of you have gone to, ladies, you understand? You've gone to the, to, to the market and you met the Awusa guy. You say, I need golden chain. And then you wear this chain, it looks golden. But by the time we ask you the price, you know it's not golden. And then someone else goes to Dubai and buys, you know, a golden chain. The same type. They look alike. You know, you could have five of that particular one from Nawusa man. And then, as, it, as time goes on, what happens? The Nawusa chain fades. Right? But the other one remains the same. It's a quality. Sit down. There are no two salvation in Christ. There's only one. And that particular one he gave us is eternal. If it wasn't eternal, his works was not finished. Because it means that at one point we have to use that one with your sin, your misbehavior, your anger, whatever, and then we have to die again. But I would say there is no and there is no other sacrifice for sin. Are you getting what I'm talking about here? Yeah. So the suffering is sacrifice. Let's look at the chain again. Are you for if you are following say hi? Salvation is by grace. Is that true? By grace through faith. Salvation is by grace through faith. Salvation is by grace through faith. Now, when did you believe the gospel? When you had it. That's when you believed the gospel to receive salvation. Is that true? When was salvation procured? When was salvation taken and given at the point of the sacrifice of Jesus? Before you believed? If I first say hi. That means that salvation, alright, was delivered at the point of the sacrifice of Jesus before you believed. So what made it eternal is what Jesus did at the point of sacrifice before you believed. Before you believed. I'm going somewhere with this. Before you believed, don't forget this phrase because you may need it next week. It was eternal salvation. Give me this pen. What color is this? Color blue. I don't like your pen. This is an hypocritical pen. Is that color red cover? Or is it orange? And then you have blue inside. Ah, no. This, this looks like some believers. What, is it black? Okay. When was this pen black? When he was writing with it? When was writing with it? Or when was writing with it? What if he chooses not to use this pen? Has he denied the fact that he has a black pen? This is Are you getting me? I'm bringing something out here. So at the time he bought this pen, or he was given this pen, he was given what pen? He was given what? Black pen. What if he has no paper to write on it with this pen? To write with this pen? Is this the black pen? So black pen here, yeah, the black is a quality of this pen. Independent of whoever hands it touches. 
Eternal salvation is eternal independent of who receives it. Are you getting me now? What if he throws this pen away? Is this a black pen? But the moment he throws it away, what changes? Even though he's a black pen, he has loses the privilege of using black pen. I will explain later. Now, if you understand all I just used right now, the argument about eternal salvation will be dissolved. So, don't forget, stay by grace, through faith, receiving black pen. Receiving black pen. Not making it black pen. Not making it black pen. Receiving black pen. Not making it black pen. <laughs> no, Pastor G, are you seeing what I'm talking about here? Sit down. Alright, so he's saved by grace. You receive him. By faith. Receive by faith. Black pen in your hand. Right? That grace took place by a process. There was a feeling of ink inside a tube. That is suffering. That suffering is sacrifice. Now, are you, are you following what I'm talking about now? So, when you look at it right now, you can say that the quality of this pen is a product of the process that produced that pen. This salvation is as quality as the sacrifice. This salvation is as eternal as the sacrifice. Are we following what I'm talking about here? In other words, the reason why it's an eternal salvation is because the sacrifice was an eternal sacrifice. That's the focus. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 1. I was taking you there. What I'm trying to tell you is this. You didn't need to receive that salvation for it to be eternal. Bring that pen. If this pen is still with the seller, what pen is this? If you see in the fact where it's produced, what pen is this? Does it need the testimony of the buyer, the consumer, for it to be a bad flat pen? Speak in other tongues. Because at times I love to take pictures. It gets it there faster. What pen is this? When it was in the battery, what pen is this? When, when I put it in your hand, what pen is this? Is it black pen? Now, would I be shocked when I put it in the hand and it becomes red pen? Drop the pen. No, drop it on the floor. Is this still black pen? But what happened to her? How did she get it? 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 I can well finish this series now. How did she get it? With what? By what? Through what? Through what? Faith. Faith is your handle in the spirit. She throws it away. What is that? The opposite of faith. What is that? 
the only mm, the, the only reason this lady is without a black pen is not because there is no black pen it's not because the pen is not black it's because she refused black pen one that is at the time I wanted to give it to her she said I don't want that's one two I gave her she dropped it drop it the only two reasons why any man will go to hell is when we preach the gospel bring it we give you eternal salvation, you didn't receive it. We gave you again, the same way you receive it by faith, you denounce it by unbelief. That's the only way. As long as she has this, even if her paper that she should use to write is bad, she has black pen. Nobody tomorrow can argue it out that she doesn't have black pen. Let's look, let's look at scripture. Thank you. I just summarized the whole teaching. So, that is introduction. Like you are writing a project. How <laughs> you got what I just demonstrated? You got it. And now there is a school of thought that says, No! Even if anybody renounces Jesus, that person is eternally saved. It's not true. The only thing that was enforced, that was put on man without his will, the law was what? Given. Given. The law was enforced. The law was enforced. It was the law that was, they didn't have any option. The law was enforced. But when it came to salvation, it came, it came. When something comes, you have to receive it. So for some to say, I don't want to be a Christian anymore, I'm no longer born again, and God says, whether you like it or not, you, eh, you have said just as your Lord at one time or the other, it betrays the nature of God. Okay, so let's go back to the teaching. Let's leave the summary alone. Can we go back? So, now, the essence of this is this. I want you to understand that that salvation is eternal because of the sacrifice. Not because of the recipient of the sacrifice. This, by the way, is black because when they were making, they chose to put black ink inside a tube. Independent of whether people will buy it or not. They already made people to... They already determined the choices of people. That you can only make choices concerning a virus, either blue or black. You know if tomorrow someone, someone is putting pink inside, now there is another choice. You'll be surprised from who will buy it. Ladies. First. If they can't get paint to paint their nail. I just... Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 10. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 10. I need the NLT. Are you ready? Can you amplify the NLT? Glory to God. Everyone who argued eternal life 
put the life of the recipient in view. Everyone who tries to argue that put the life of the recipient in view. It's like me arguing now that you don't have a black biro just because you decide to use your blue biro. Are you getting me now? But there's only a black biro because there was someone who made the black biro. Not because there was someone who bought the black biro. But you have the black biro because someone made the black biro and then you bought the black biro. It says the old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow and a dim preview of the good things to come. Not the good things themselves. Yes, continue. The sacrifices, don't forget the word sacrifice. What did I call it? I deliberately brought you to a point where we mentioned the word sacrifice for a reason. The sacrifices under the system were repeated again and again year after year. They had to repeat the sacrifice how often? Year after year. Come on, talk to me. How often? Again? All right. Let me tell you something. Forget all this Easter period. When people say, ah, you know, that means as Jesus died in your heart, you know, and he says, now to Monday, see, our own Monday is very wonderful. Minister refresher course, we do 12 hours hearing God's word. That's where we meet with Jesus. In our own Galilee. You like that Galilee, right? But they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for worship or for those who came to worship. So, this sacrifice, there was a challenge. The quality of this sacrifice is that it can provide perfect cleansing. That means the detergent, the detergent here, when you use it to wash the plate, the oil is still staining the plate. You get the picture I painted on Sunday. The next verse, verse 2. Or the next, yes. If they could have provided perfect cleansing, the sacrifices would have stopped. So, write it down. The proof that there is perfect cleansing is that there is no further need for sacrifice. That's what this scripture is saying. Right? English. The proof that there is a perfect sacrifice is that there is no further need for what? Sacrifice. Yeah, for cleansing. The proof that there is a perfect cleansing is that there is no perfect need, uh, there is no further need for sacrifice. Yes? The next verse. Verse 3. For the worshippers would have been purified once for all, for all time, and their feelings of guilt will have disappeared. So he's telling us, this is the evidence that someone is perfectly cleansed. His guilt and what? The feelings of guilt would disappear. Write it down. Are you following me? Are we still doing English here? Verse 3. But instead, those sacrifices actually reminded them of their sin year after year. So every year they come with sacrifice and every year they come to confess their sins. They remember their sins again and again. Oh, I've sinned. Every year, they carry the blood of an animal. Every year. The next verse, that's all. 
For it is not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. So the word cleansing there simply means to take away sins. Are we following me here? And then the sacrifices of blood of bulls, goats, what are the bulls and goats, alright? The sacrifices were not quality enough to take away sins. So that means after you use, let's, let's think about, you use Omo. You know that blue Omo to wash the plate. It didn't work. What happens? You have to, the next time, you have to try it again with another blue Omo. Right? But when you not get money fresh, is it money fresh? Money fresh, it cleanses once and for all. And then you don't have to get another detergent, right? Are you getting, I'm trying to paint a picture. Right? It's cleans once and for all. Or should we use shed? Use blue omo. And your, your white shed becomes blue. Your white shed actually becomes blue. Those days, one of the reasons we use blue omo is because, you know, how many of you use blue for your white shed? Ah. When the shed is dying, the white shed is going, we now blue the shed. And the shed now revives again, looks like a white shed. So what happens that at a point you actually blew the shell and stop being white and it has become blue. So the blood of bulls and goat could not take away sins. Is that true? The next verse. That is why when Christ came into the world he said to God you did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings. Why? God wanted something once and for all. So, Jesus knew that God was not interested in this sacrifice and bulls and offering and all that. But you have given me a body to offer. Glory to God. God is awesome. Look at it. Sent Jesus to come and offer his sacrifice. Gave him what to offer. If God has called you for a purpose and it seems demanding, let me tell you something. He has given you a body to offer. Now, if he has put a call upon you and it looks so sacrificial and burdensome and difficult, he has given you a body to offer. That means that thing to meet up that demand of your calling has been given to you. Say amen to that. Is that somebody's word? That's my word. What about you? Okay. That is why when Christ came into this world, he said to God, you did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings. But you have given me a body to offer. The next verse. You know, some of you, you like deep stuff. You like the short message of David kind of teaching. When I was asking some people here on Sunday, what they had, some of them were like, eh, you now said, you know, our sins does not matter. I said, so yeah. <laughs> Is The cocoa is, I know that eventually you got it. So, Love simplicity and, and receive understanding. Amen? You were not cleansed with bond offering or, or, or other offering for sins. Yes, let's continue. I'm taking you somewhere. Then I said, look, I have come to do your will, O God, as is written about me in the scriptures. Verse 8. First, Christ said, you did not want animal sacrifices or sin offering or bond offering or other offering for sins. 
nor were you pleased with them, though they were required by the law of Moses. Then he said, look, I have come to do your will. What is his will? I have come to do your will. Please, let us write it down before I say it. Eternal salvation is God's will. I have come to do your will. He cancels the first covenant in order to put the second into effect. Verse 10. God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ every year. Every year. Every rainy season. Every dry season. When? Once. And for all. Are you with me here? Once and for all. The sacrifice of Jesus was God's will. To what intent? So that anyone who comes into Christ is pleased once and for all. I was in Apostle Paul writing to the Corinthian church. These were the people who was complaining that they were fornicators. And they had the kind of fornicator, fornication rather, that was not common. And then you hear Apostle Paul saying something like this. You who were once sinners and have born, now you have been sanctified. I take it above one insult. Can I show you scriptures here? Because the eternity, permit you use that word, of salvation is in the one who produces it, not the one who receives it. I will take it, I'm taking you on a journey. Are you following me? You are not answering me. If you don't understand, wave your hands. Today, thank you. Who else? Okay, if you don't understand, wave your hands. Anybody? You don't. Alright, thank you. I, I didn't come to woo myself. Give her the mic. What part of it don't you understand? Yeah, you are, you, this Bible study, you came to church to learn. Give, give her the mic. No, ah. Can you give us voice? When you are trying to explain the um, pen, the pen, the the pen. Exactly. Okay. So I'll go back to the, the yes. Say it again. You didn't get the illustration. Whose pen was I using? Come, beloved, come. Why is this pen black? Wait, I'll give you three options. Number one, because he's wearing black suit. That's one option. You're going to choose. This is like, this is like objective. MCQ. Is that the MCQ or objective? M- okay, so let's say, call it objective because MCQ. Okay. Um... Because he's wearing black suit. Number two, because he paid enough money. I mean, it was supposed to be 20 naira. But he now bought it for 150 naira. Good guy, chop knuckle. Number three, because the name of this pen, actually, the producer is called Leader Pen, right? You don't even know the name of your pen. In a few minutes, I know the pen. The name of your pen is Leader Pen. Because that pen PLC, 
put black ink into this pen. So which of the following reasons is qualified to be said or to be picked as the reason why this pen is black? Eh? What if it changes its suit to green? It doesn't change this. Now, come and buy. You have given me money. I have given it to him. He's not using glasses. With the ink change, he doesn't use black suits. With the ink change, he refused to stop going to school. I mean, he stopped going to school rather. He refused going to, he has stopped going to school. With the ink change, why is the ink black? Imagine I'm leader PLC. Because I put... Huh? Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 9. Look at what it says. NLC. So, Jesus is the one who we can call salvation PLC. When this time we leave the source of production, it was black. It won't change forever. When salvation left the source, it says, and it became the source. When it left the source where it was produced, it was eternal. Are you getting the point here now? That's what I was trying to say. Is it clearer now? So, the reason why this man has a black pen is because first, it was produced a black pen. And he went to the point where this pen is produced and he bought the pen. And then he was given the pen. Right? So he has black pen. This black pen remains black independent of what it does forever. Is that true? Independent of what it wears forever. Is that true? Independent of whether he takes his bath or not. Even when he refuses to brush his teeth, is he still black? Is, am I making sense to you? He's still black. The only reason why he, would, he shouldn't or he would never have had this black pen is if he didn't go to where they sell this black pen. But he has gotten it. Second reason is if he decided to throw this black pen away. You know, the good thing is this. When he was picking this black pen, he picked it with his hand. Not with his mouth. How many of you go to your buy things from black pen? Mama, every time you when you are not handicapped. You know, if an handicap would say, Ibami, kita kumbibai. Right? He took his hand to receive it. If he was going to place, he said deliberately. He will take his hand to throw it. Listen to me. You can, you can only consciously receive salvation. You can't unconsciously receive salvation. Faith is a conscious thing. Alright? The unbelief that will take someone out of salvation must be conscious. Not like, ah, I have lost my salvation. I don't know what I did. I have lost my salvation. Oh, he lose it. The day you lose it, you will look at God and say, there is no God. There is no Jesus. I mean, you will be so deliberate. So, throw this pen away. Throw it there so we can pick it at the right place. <laughs> See the pen. Okay. Alright. That pen, even though it's thrown away, it's still black pen. It's just that he no longer has black pen. He can no longer enjoy the benefit of black pen. How did he get the black pen? How did he throw the black pen away? Throw it. How did he receive the black pen? Now, grace through what? If we undo what God is receiving, is that what is what is it called? Unbelief. 
And I can show you scriptures on scriptures on scriptures. Scriptures on scriptures on scriptures. Sit down. Is that clear now? No, 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 no. I didn't, I didn't teach, you, teach all of you. Beloved, is that clear, Jerry? Yeah? Hey, hey. Go, clap for her. Take your pen. Okay. So, are you getting the concept of eternal salvation now? So, he is the source. Now, go back to Hebrews chapter 10. What verse were we? Verse 10, right? For God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice. It is not God's will to, for us to be made holy by our actions, by what we do, by are we together? It is His will for us to be made holy by what His sacrifice. Once and for all. Once and for all. The next verse. Verse 11. Under the old covenant, the priest stands and ministers before the altar day after day, offering the same sacrifice again and again, which can never take away sins. Yes. But our high priest offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sin, good, good, Good for all time. Then he sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. Some say glory to God. Let's read some few more scriptures, verses rather. Give me more verses. There he waits until his enemies are humbled and made a fool's two under his feet. Yes. He says, for by that one offering, he forever. E forever. E forever. It's a pity I don't have time. I want to show you why this sacrifice is eternal. Let me give you an hint. Every time they offered sacrifices in the Old Testament, they offered it here on earth, in the realm of time. In the realm of time. But when the sacrifice of Jesus was offered, it wasn't offered in the realm of time. It was ever, ever in the realm of eternity. These people, they, they need to graduate from this church. It was offered in the realm of eternity. And because it was offered in the realm of eternity, time, time cannot qualify what was not done in the realm of time. Hebrews chapter 9. I have to do it. Verse 12. Look at what I'm talking about. In fact, oh God, I didn't want to do this, but you have forced me. Because now that they're doing, mm, all of you feel like, Pastor, this is not good, though. You have shared your note with them before. We'll be chasing Pastor, the other Pastor. They should go and start a branch now. Or start their own ministry. Okay. Can we just read quickly? Are you ready? Hebrews chapter 9. From verse... From verse 6. Hebrews chapter 9 from verse 6. If I follow you, say hi. 
Are you following what I'm talking about? Because in this realm, time is involved. In that realm, there is no time. There's no time. When these things were in place, now, what were those things? The temple, the Old Testament temple. The priests regularly entered the first room as they performed their religious duties. Or should we read from the beginning so that we can have the clue? So I can form. Let's read from verse 1. Are you following me? This is Bible study. Is it Bible study? That first covenant between God and Israel had regulation of worship and, the, and a place of worship here where? The next verse, verse 2. There were two rooms in the tabernacle. So, the tabernacle was the place of worship. Alright. In the first room were a lampstand, a table, and a sacred loaves of bread on the table. This room was called the holy place. So, let me explain. The outside of this church is the outer court. This place is the only place, and this place is the holiest of all. Alright? Then there was a curtain, and behind that curtain was the second room called the most holy place. So imagine this step now, it's like a curtain. Like you used to do when you're in fellowship. You put curtain here, during drama, you're going to go, you understand? Alright, so, okay? Verse in that room, make this thing bigger, please. In that room, in this room, this room. Are you following now? Praise God. Please, you know what? You will help me to teach better if you read your Bible regularly. Amen? In that room, where a gold incense altar... A wooden chest called the Ark of the Covenant, which was covered with gold on all sides. Yes? Inside the Ark were a gold jar, rather, containing manna, Aaron's staff that sprouted leaves, uh-huh, the stone tablets, then verse 5. Above the Ark were the cherubims of divine glory, whose wings stretched out over the Ark's cover, the place of atonement. But we cannot explain this thing in details now. Verse 6. When these things were all in place, the priest regularly entered the first room. Yeah. How often? Regularly. As they performed their religious what? Verse 7. But only the high priest entered the most holy where? This place. How often? Only once a year. And he always offered blood for his own sin and for the sins the people had committed in ignorance. So wait a minute. The sin that the man was even paying for was the sin they committed ignorantly. Are you getting me now? Because they don't wait once in a year to do deal with the one they know normally. Read the Old Testament. Once you lie, there's a sacrifice. There's a sin offering. There's a peace offering. There's a tribulation offering. There's a, there's a dancing offering. All kind of one. But the one that you can't remember, knowingly and unknowingly, Kabaya. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm talking about? Knowingly ah. and unknowingly. This is the one he comes for once in a year. 
that maybe you lied, you didn't even know you lied, you know. You might have lied, your tongue was going like this, and unconsciously your tongue just went the other way. Are you getting the picture here? Because the fear you have most of us get, hey, I know I don't live wrong, but what if the one I did, I didn't even know I do. So when you come to church, oh yeah, everybody lift your hands, so begin to confess your sin. Father, I know I have lied. I know I have sinned in so many ways, but Jesus, I know, has forgiven my sins, no matter what I say, no matter what I do. I, I think you know that song. No, as you are singing that you are singing it to bed for repentance. So, but look at this song. I know I have sinned in so many ways, but Jesus, I know, has forgiven me. You know he has forgiven you. Why? Religion is terrible. <laughs> so, this is in ignorance. Kabaya Lahaya. Once in a year, he comes here in ignorance. The next verse. By this regulation, the Holy Spirit revealed that the entrance to the most holy place was not freely open. As long as the tabernacle and the system is represented were still in use. So, there was a system is represented. Are you following me? The next verse, that's nice. This is an illustration. Pointing to the present time. At that time they were offering that sacrifice. For the gifts and sacrifice that the priests offer are not able to please the conscience of the people who bring them. The word conscience means knowledge. Con science. Con science. To be with the knowledge of sin. That means the blood could not clean them. That I am not a sinner. Sin is not in me. The blood could not clean them. They have redeemed them. The knowledge of sin. Sin is there. They are, they are even sure they must have committed one sin in the last one year. They are sure. This one, this one there, I have not, I can say for the past three months, I have not sinned. You know this one, you can see that now. They can't see that. The next verse. For that old system deals only with food and drinks, and various clean ceremonies, physical regulations. There were not in effect only, that were in effect, rather, they were in effect only until a better system could be established. So Christ has now become the high priest over all the good things that have come. He has entered that greater, look at that, more perfect tabernacle where, where was the sacrifice offered? Come on, talk. Where was the sacrifice offered? He was killed here, but the sacrifice was not offer, offered. Offered until he got to heaven. He was prepared to offer it here. Alright? In heaven, which was not made by human hand, and is not of this created world. So that means, when he offered that sacrifice, he left this physical realm. This is the realm where time exists. He left the realm of time and entered eternity. The honeyman they kill year by year always got get it done here. But Jesus, when he died, he left this realm and entered the realm of eternity. 
Therefore, when he did it in this realm, what affects this realm cannot affect what's Are you getting what I'm talking about here? See that? It's like this. Where's that plug that you have? That's in US. That you've got from US. That socket. Is it here? You have to. It's over there. Can, can you get give me, give me that plug? You see, we, we need understanding in church. Give me, give me, give me. All right. I love this. This is a universal plug. But what made Pastor Kenny get this was when she went to US. She could not use her charger on their socket. Why? Because their own socket, that socket has a different pattern of hole to the one we have in Nigeria. So by necessity, she needs to get universal uh, socket. So she can use it anywhere in the world. If she gets another place where they change the pattern, she can use it. But when she was in the US, she couldn't charge until she got this. And it's quite expensive, right? Okay. She couldn't charge until she got this. Now, but let's assume that the only thing here, for the purpose of what I'm teaching, is the U.S. socket. Are you getting me? Let's assume it just has U.S. face. It can only be used in U.S. This is, let's assume this is how they use their U.S. socket. That means it's not universal anymore. It's just it's basically U.S. socket. Are you following me? Since it was made in U.S. Holy Spirit, help me here. Now that it's brought down to Nigeria, will it change form because it's in Nigeria? When the Bible calls you the citizenship of heaven, do you know why that is a relevant statement concerning you? What qualified you a child of God was not made here in time. It was made in heaven. If anything must change that qualification, it has to be here, not there. Let me start another example. So, you are an ambassador to US. US. You are an ambassador. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, you're in your office, doing your job. And then some U.S. citizen guy just said, they don't like your face. They feel, they feel that you, you should be lighting complexion. They don't like that, that guy. And because they don't like your face, they want you out of the country. Did your letter of appointment come from that country? Imagine you're afraid. Hey, since they don't like me now. Our village wants to tell him, baby. Alright. If anything will change your appointment, where will it come from? Where your letter came from? Are you getting what I'm talking about here? So, the, the salvation is quality because of the realm where it was produced. It's from heaven. It's of heaven. It's by heaven. Even to man who is seated in heaven, but expressing the help. Are you what I'm talking about here? Please see that. So, alright, it wasn't made in time. Look at it. It says, 
more perfect tabernacle in heaven. Can you? I guess she was using it. Alright. More tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hand, and is not part of this world. The next verse. Are you following me here? He says, with his own blood. So, I was telling you about the sacrifice. The animal, which the blood was, was going to be used here in the natural world here, where time exists. Actually, they have a time that the blood must be shed. Alright? It carries the blood. And let's be, can I say something? Let's assume that in heaven there is time. Let's go by how their time looks like. One day is like a thousand years. That means, even if you need the sacrifice to be repeated, if you only need it once a lifetime, you only need that sacrifice once a lifetime. Because you can't live up to a thousand years, naturally. That is, even if you need it. So, let's even go by time. Once in by. He says, a day is like a thousand years before him. So let's even imagine. I imagine they use one year. That is 365 days times 1,000. Are you following me? So he entered with his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves. He entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our eternal redemption. So is that eternal redemption, why? Number one, because of its source. Its source. Number two, because the one who made it so, made it so. Glory to God. Are you glad? Come on, thank God. Thank God for it. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. Etana. Please look at me. What eternal salvation is not? Let me write it down. Eternal salvation is not universal salvation. <laughs> Romans 1.16 again. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto... So everyone that believes, the sacrifice was for everyone or for all, but the benefit is for everyone that believes. That is, this is what universal salvation theory is. They tell you, Jesus died for everyone. So because he died for everyone, everybody is saved. It's not true. It's not true. If everybody is saved, then this scripture will not be correct. Romans chapter 10 and verse 1. I mean, Apostle Paul, the apostle in charge of this revelation. What is this now? Romans chapter 10 and verse 1.
Do you have Bible? Romans 10 1. Look at somebody. Brethren! I want to read it with the tone of the letter. Brethren, my heart desire and prayer is to God for Israel that they might be saved. Why would God have someone have a desire for another person to be saved if he is already saved? Because he just died. So, universal salvation is an error. It's not correct. It tells us there are two sides to salvation. Yes, Jesus died. Yes, he died. But with mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So eternal salvation is this. God is the source of eternal salvation. God is the source of salvation. That salvation was not made here on earth. So it cannot be subjected by the limitation of this earth. It's made in heavenly places in Christ. That's why salvation is in Christ. You remember? You remember? And that salvation is eternal because of where it was made, because of who made it. However, it is by grace through faith. God has never, since the creation of man, invaded the heart without the permission of man. Salvation inclusive. So if any man on earth will have salvation, there must be a man-side partnership. Two dimensions. Number one, a man to preach it, a man to believe it. A man to preach it, a man to believe it. A man to preach it, a man to believe it. Remember we read from that scripture? I can't remember. Can you look for it for me? Um, Romans chapter 16. Where that man that was in charge of the prison of Paul. I think from verse 15 downward. No. And 19 or thereabout. He said, what shall I do to be saved? He says, believe. Now, in the Bible of salvation, say, you don't have to believe. If you are not valid, you are saved. The Muslims are saved. He makes you look like a nice guy, but you're a fool. And you know what puts people there? Trying to sound new. Every time I come here, I don't try to sound new. People tell me it's always new. Well, we are growing every day. But I have never come here to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I don't think that way. I, and I'm coming and believing you for understanding. People to grow. Yielding my lashaka, but Lord, I can't even do this without your help here. Help me to communicate this thing correctly. Sometimes I have images on my mind that I have never seen in my life until that moment. When I'm praying for a image, you will not come. As I stand here, oh, yeah, I see a pen, and then an image comes. I see this, an image comes. I didn't even know those images until I came here. Why? I yielded to the Holy Ghost. I remember the image of the key. On Sunday, as I was driving, it was then the image came to me. I remember the image of the water. As I looked at that man, I knew I could use that man to get water. It wasn't like I crammed it. La crème la peau. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Question. Question number one. Eternal salvation is real. Yes, I believe eternal salvation is real. But sir, if someone gives his life to Christ now, and he fornicates, he's on a woman, and a trumpet son, where will he go? Let's debate let's it. Yeah, let's debate it. L, if you are L, yeah, if you are representing L. <laughs> Humanistic, I wish these teachings are not true. But I can't help it. These are the things written in the scriptures. Why do you live right then? There's a reason. Paul told us, some said, let us eat today we die, tomorrow we live. He said, why, why do you, let us cleanse your. There's no need to them. Why do you live right? I will show you a scripture. Let's just establish this. Since it wasn't eternal by your works, it can't be the eternal. Or disenternal. Or unenternal. Or malenternal. Help me. Or unenternal. Or ill internal. <laughs> All of that is cancelled out. Do you understand what I'm talking about? By your works. Mm-mm. It can only be received by your faith. It can be rejected by your own belief. Can I, can I take it up? Are you ready? Can we study a little bit more? Like 20 more minutes. Can you give me 20 more minutes? Can you give me 20 more minutes? I'm not sure. This clock seems to be faster. It takes like a thousand years, yeah. <laughs> so, he's putting me on a race. I think I'm like 10 minutes faster. What was the first time? 7. 7.04. See, this was 7.010. Oh, 7.10. So, you see. I actually did that, but so I can always be on time. When the anointing is stronger to teach, you just like, mm, I'm out of time, I'm out of time. Okay? Um, let's start with John. Let's see what Jesus said. John chapter 14. John chapter 16. From verse 7. So, what's the question? You cut a man red and only woman. Like, Come, and as you cut him, say, ta 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 I'm looking for a song. I'm looking for a song. Give me a message. Message. Now, Pastor, now look at this. Come. I'm coercing you to give. And I'm giving you freedom to give. Which one makes you give better? Eh? Freedom. I'm coercing you to live right. And I'm giving you freedom to live right. Which one makes you live better? I'm forcing you to give. And you are free to give. Which one makes you genuinely sure that you love me? How do we genuinely prove our love to God if we have to be coerced to live right? And not to be free to live right? 
Which one review our commitment to God? If, if, is it the one that, that comes like a, ah, ah, you must live right. If you don't live right, now I'm coming after you. I will forever be chasing after you. Or the one that tells you, no, El, you're my son, you're my child, and, which, and then you'll just love God for it. Which one proves your commitment to God? Eh? The other one. The freedom one. Yeah. God wants commitment from a pure and a sincere heart. You come to church not because you, you give, you tithe, not because there is a cause following you, we don't. No. You do it out of joy, out of love and honor to God. Amen. Oh boy. Okay. So let me say it again. This is truth. It is better for me to leave, for you that I leave. If I don't leave, the friend won't come. But if I go, I will send him to you. Yes. He says, when he comes, he will expose the error of the godless world's view, godless world's view of sin. Righteousness and judgment. And let's look at verse 9. Look at the godless world's view of sin. He will show them. This is what the only wants to show us. Everybody look at the screen now. Don't write. Just look at the screen. Look at what God wants to show us. He will show them that their refusal to believe in me is their basic sin. Let me tell you something. There is a difference between sin, its definition in the life of man, before the death of Jesus and after the resurrection of Jesus. Before the death of Jesus, man was a sinner or is a sinner because Adam sinned. In the resurrection, after the resurrection of Jesus, man is a sinner because he refused to believe in Jesus. Nobody is a sinner right now because he was born of Adam. Any man who is a sinner right now is one because he has refused to believe in Jesus. He says, he will show them that they are refusing to believe in me is their basic sin. That's what God, so that's what God is showing. Glory to God. Okay? So, if a man sleeps with his father's wife, where is he going? And he was sleeping on that man at that moment. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Did I say 15? 1 Corinthians chapter 5. From verse 1. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you. This is a church. A church. And by the way, look at the way Apostle Paul deal, deal with this. Because some people feel that because we are in the grace system, we shouldn't be firm about misbehavior. It's not true. Apostle Paul was firm about it. Graciousness or grace is not lawlessness. I've said it. If I know anybody messing up sexually, I will stand against you. Not against, I will stand. I will stand you up. Not against you. Why is what against? I will stand you up, regiment you, put your fasting and prayer. Not. Not so much so that the fasting can clean you. The fasting is not cleaning you. I will just, you need retreat. Alright? So I say, ah, 
I will, not, I will not let pastor do that I'm fornicating. I will know. You should know by now the kind of pastor you have. All I need to know is to see you like this. When I see you, ah, you are messing up somewhere. My wife knows. Oh my Right? By the grace of God. That I'm praying for you. And I'm coming to a dimension and say, where were you 9 p.m. yesterday? Where were you? It was, there was one of my daughters, she was, she served me somewhere. I messaged her, I said, something, what happened? The only thing just dropped her. She said, ah, that is true. I said, hey. Not to condemn you, to raise you in the part of righteousness. Say amen to that. The new man is not a man given to sin. That betrays who you are. But we don't take a truth against another truth. <laughs> are you getting me now? Okay, it is commonly reported... Okay, where, where was that? Verse 1. It is commonly reported that there is... Let's just rush it. It is commonly reported that there is fornication among you, and such fornication is not so much as named among the Gentiles, that one should have his father's wife, and ye are puffed up. Next, we are going to consider scriptures that are confusing on this subject. Next week. Do you understand? Alright. He has popped up and have not rather mourned that he has done this deed, that he has done this deed might be taken away from you. The word taken away from him is he may die. Oleku. That's one reason why you live well. Because when you give your body to sin, you are, you are exposing yourself to the influence of the devil. Are you getting me? Okay. Verse 3. It says, for I, verily, for I verily, as absent in the body, but present in the spirit, have judged already, as though I, I were present, concerning him that has done, so done this, done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered to see discipline, see Apostle Paul, ha! If you try this in this present church, you'll be fired. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together, and my spirit with the power of the Lord, wait, are you trying to cost me? You are saying you, the spirit, the power of the Lord, you want to cost me? That's right. To deliver such a one unto Satan. That means, Father, our brother, brother Theophilus, have refused to hear the word of the Lord. We are sending him out of church and we deliver him to Satan. Let Satan destroy his body. No, seriously, what's that in your Bible? To deliver. Do you know what it means to deliver? Let me show you. Satan! You have been going through a approach. There is one subject here. Don't go around. I'm not shake shake anymore. As you recall. Satan! Oh yeah, take. It is a deliver him to God for his restoration. Say deliver him to Satan. In total... That's Apostle Paul. That man must have been very straight, straighter than I am. I, I'm not even straight, I'm I straight. That is still, now look at it. He's a fornicator, right? Is he a fornicator? Let's look at it. Is he a fornicator? Look at, but look at it. Even though you deliver his body to 
Satan, the devil cannot claim his spirit. His spirit will still be saved on the day of the Lord. Think about it. Eternal salvation. Even though the devil can attack his body, he might have come down with HIV because he, he was messing around. That guy is on his path to heaven. Are you following me? See that? Are you following me here? Glory to God. Should we read one more scripture? And then we'll close. First, Second Peter chapter 1 from verse 5. My father and I will pastor somebody some years ago. We, we have gone through some things. She walked around our office. Say, Papa and Mama, I want to tell you something. If you stop me, I will commit suicide today. Ah. With tears, she meant business. See now. True life story. No, you are you. No, I want to Don't you remember? This is true story. Say, sir, I am pregnant and I want to go on a boat. If you stop me, I will commit suicide. She said, I want to look like this. I said, don't commit suicide. Don't do this thing. He said, Papa, I told you. I mean it. She, ah, I will die. I'm just going to die and commit suicide. She was in tears. Ah. Abortion is murder. So she was going to go and kill somebody. And I couldn't stop her. So she went. She did it. I even called her. Showed it was all right. My wife was there. And I want to let you know what we go through as a pastor. There are things we go through we don't talk about. When she was done, now you can't kill yourself. Now you have come back to meet me. Oh yeah, I wear it. She is stable in a church now, serving the Lord fervently, doing well for the Lord. Glory to God. said I didn't believe that she should go and commit abortion. But because of there are people who have encouraged her to do that. I didn't believe she should go and do that. It is wrong. And I let her know that I didn't. But I'm also grateful that she's restored. Okay, so maybe we can now do some other things. Let's just keep it. Second Peter chapter 1. I didn't even tell you. I didn't tell all of you then. So my wife and I knew. If you someone wants to commit abortion around you, stop that person if you can. If that one is not permitted to come, and if you only one of you come here and say, Papa, I'm pregnant, I'm going to abort, I'll come to you and say, Commit it. 
I will tell you now. Commit it. Let it be record that I tell you that you should not do it. Commit it now. Now, 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 now. Commit it now. Now. Let's go where you're going to do it so we can rescue you on time. And tell your daddy to pick you there to bury you. Brother. Die. You know, I, but it's called wisdom in pastoring. Now I've gained experience. Ofeku, chef, no deal, can you buy? Kuku, jump, buy, kuku, buy, kuku. I will tell you, give on show. It will have a long bed. Shake it, love, money, I'll be kidding. Oh, my God, boy, you are a good fool. If I were you, my dog, we are a chicken, the chicken, the public. Because now, I've received more wisdom. By the time I paint death to you, you say, Ah, Papa, me of your cool. <laughs> but at that time, my emotional intelligence, what we could undo, was that, ah, she was real. She was, she was very real. But I mean about real, I mean, let me read to you, I say, Ah, you And I want to be on my cool, because I need to You can't come and shake my leg now. At that time, it's, you know. But I'm just telling you. If at that time we castigated her, what happens? You can't be a man of God like that. We don't have large ass. There are things to just swallow. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ah, my 20 minutes is almost... Okay, we still have like 5 minutes, right? Something like that, five minutes. At least God can create it. He doesn't do it in the realm of time. And besides, he's giving all diligence. As to your faith, what? And to virtue, what? And to knowledge, what? Temperance. It's all, anytime you see knowledge. So, but you need knowledge. Seek for temperance. When you start going to a church where you are reading revelation, receiving revelation, you know, start looking for, Lord, Father, I pray temperance in me. Because pride will matter worldly. Knowledge pops up. But temperance brings you down. Alright. And to temperance what? And to patience what? And to God in all, God in all kindness. And to brotherly kindness what? I have verse 8 now. He still be in you and abound. And they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord. I'm going to teach on this later. Verse 9. Not in this series or another topic. But he that lacketh this thing. That means it's not knowledge, it's not after knowledge of God, it's not after charity, he doesn't love people, he doesn't do self-control, alright, self-control, he can mess up anyhow, he doesn't, you understand what I'm talking about, he doesn't demonstrate clean that color, all of these things look at the fruit of the spirit, right? Then short, let's say that man doesn't demonstrate any fruit of the spirit. Look for it, he didn't say that guy is, 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 is unsaved, he didn't say that guy is not born again. What did he say for that guy? He said, but he lacked these things, but he that lacked these things is blind and cannot see a far off and has forgotten that he was purged for his sin. He still put the fact that his sin has been purged in the past. He said, if he knows that he has been forgiven, he won't be doing this that's why when we teach, you have been forgiven. God has forgiven you. God has redeemed you. God has... Are we together? It's so that when you remember, you will have brotherly kindness. You will have charity. You have temperance. This is the, the thing we are trying to produce through this message. Sit down. 
Haleluya. Glory to God. I have more scriptures, but I'm out of time. We'll consider more maybe on Sunday, and then on Tuesday we'll wrap it up. Then maybe I have another one more message around that uh, this uh, teaching series. What part are we now of man in salvation? Man the light of salvation. Part ten. Wow. We may get to part 20. Who knows? Glory to God. Yeah. Have you been blessed? Are you sure? Will you go for the kids after this service? Let me know now. That means you are blind and you have forgotten that your sins are purged. This is what we call assurance of salvation. I want to show you how the Bible talks about Jesus being the shorty. Shorty. You know what the shorty is? What's the shorty? Are you, how many of you have been a shorty to somebody before? I have been. I almost left in police station because I was a shorty as a pastor. So shorty means when he mess up and we can't find him, locate this guy. That's a short. Or he can't pay, even though we find him, but he can't pay for the mistake. He doesn't have the money. Maybe he, he stole one billion, or less than one billion, hundred thousand. And he can't even afford ten thousand error. Unless he's short. In short, we pay the money. So be careful of doing short, oh. Come on, but short. Stand up on your feet. And people have asked me to do shorty for them after. I said, I'm no longer doing that. And I want all my pastors not to do it. Except we are led by the Spirit. Because I won't come and bury them in police station. Were you blessed? I We believe you have been blessed and transformed by the word. Be a doer of the word by acting on what you've just heard. For more information, you can reach us on plus 234-806-424-8108. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New Reality CC and on Facebook at New Reality Christian Center at Doe Stay in the finished works of Christ.